Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast preview of week seven, already week seven, which we're past the halfway point, which feels bizarre because it feels like we just started. I'm Jordan. I'm VP of Mai Tais this week. I'm drinking again, but hopefully things are not going to crash. This is going to go well. I restarted my computer fresh and I closed. That's why I'm a little late because I had to close all the windows. I closed down all the stuff that might conflict. We're good. Fingers crossed. Did you have to have your, you know, you, your mom came over and you closed all the tabs on her iPhone and everything? That's uh-huh, what you did computer? Yep. Okay. Did That's you know cool. on Chrome for iOS, if you have over 100 tabs, it just gives you a smiley face? I, I never made it to 100 tabs, so that would have been, like, I get, like, any- seven, and and then I'm like, I can't I can't go any further. But yeah. some on, people on can Safari, go crazy. On Safari, <laughs> I have over 400 open currently. Jesus. Man, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Podcasting guy, is a visual medium, so you can't guy. all see my face, but I am deeply it's, no, it's, horrified it is right a, now. It is a great face. No, but he's, he's the guy that has like, you know, 30,000 emails unanswered. I do, yeah. Ah, and, ah. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm the guy, like, if I see a one, I am freaking out. I have to clear that shit. So, you and me, I mean, oh, that's, no. that's right. We're the same, so we're good. So w- with me tonight, as you can already hear... <laughs> Is our pit correspondent pit girl and our commissioner Escalante, who are both goody two shoes who always have zero inbox zero and things like that. Pit girl, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. In my defense, it's more that the red bubble makes me incredibly anxious than anything else. Got that, Kamish? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just the the thing is, like, I've it's weird. Like, I, I'm an appreciator of Sicko's football, but like, I cannot leave my inbox but i mean that's that's my real job is like i have to get the emails like immediately for like these escalated complaints that i deal with yeah. uh so it's like if i see that red bubble it's just like oh my god and so even on my phone i'm like i have to clear it it's just like a it's just like a habit it's just like the red lights going off i'm like clear clear so i can relax and go oh okay we're good i'll make you guys even more horrified every once Uh-oh. in a while when i get past fifty thousand unread emails I just archive them all. I just declare <laughs> like bankruptcy. Don't read them. Yeah. Just select them all. And just archive because I mean, if something's that important, makes sense. search you it. Right. You didn't read them at that yeah. point. If anything actually mattered, someone would have called you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't answer, but I I don't answer phone calls either. And also, <laughs> I don't like checking voicemail. So my so the what so my voicemail will have a red bubble too. Oh, Jesus. my voicemail and phone box like my phone and voicemail have red bubbles too, and that one makes my wife crazy. Because we'll be in the car, I'll plug it in, and it'll show up on the screen. And it'll oh. be like, oh, you've got like 12 and re- 12 listen to voicemails. I was like, yeah, okay. She's like, you need to check them? I was like, I don't know. Probably not. I okay, very- breaking news. If you need to get a hold of Jordan, smoke signals. Yeah, that's probably the best. Even, text? I mean, you, I'm pretty good on text. Like, you answer my Discord messages every now and then. And then yeah, like the text. And then like I email you like when I do the crazy recordings mm-hmm. of the old time you voice. You're, you're pretty much on that. So... Yeah. Um, I guess I feel like special now. I, I mean, you should. There we go. That you actually answer my emails. So there we go. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel special. So thank. You I so live much. a very, un- I live a very unexamined life. Let's put it that way. I think that's how someone would describe it. So week seven is this weird combination of games that are very good and some games that we're not quite sure where to put our finger on it. So we'll start cranking through. We have. On Wednesday night, we have Sun Belkchen. Sun Belt Action. <laughs> sun Action. We'll figure out something snappy for that. We have 
the Raging Cajuns going to Marshall on a Wednesday night. So I, I believe I, I was listening to, um, you know, who we listened to split zone duo. Godfrey is going to be at this game. So he's driving from Nashville to actually be at this game. So he, he's going to be yeah, nice. in Huntington, West Virginia. So driving from Nashville to Huntington. I, I remember they played in the New Orleans Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl that has the incredibly dated like trucking commercials that were oh, yeah. just They're showing great. 18 wheelers. Oh God, I love those so much. They're so soothing and just relaxing. Like I could just sit in with the New Orleans Bowl and that's the only time they've ever so played. Yeah. So this, uh, this is uh, the second time in history they're playing. I know. So uh, the first time they played, I remember the Raging Cajun fans being upset that they had to play such a low quality opponent in Marshall in the New Orleans Bowl. Now, the Marshall fans were upset about hearing that. Now, the Cajuns are going to Huntington, West Virginia, and it's a conference game. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I know the podcast is going to be released after this. So I am I, I put in here just to predict the score of this one. So the Cajuns last year won the New Orleans Bowl 36-21. Okay. And I'm going to predict a score of 36-21, but this time Marshall winning. So the Marshall line is minus 10.5. It feels like a Marshall win because Raging Cajuns have not had a good year. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like 36-10. Ooh. Like a real weapon. Mm. Oh. Ugh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be contrarian just to be contrarian. Do it. Uh, 27-24, just because. Cajun. Marshall Marshall wins or Cajuns wins? Marshall. 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 Oh, okay. So we're all, we're I all on Marshall. I think Marshall is better, yeah, um, but I also think that it's Wednesday, and the fun belt is going to give us some fun. Yeah. I, I had a weird feeling like before like I, I saw the score to the New Orleans Bowl. Like I my feeling, my gut instinct was like twenty twenty nine, like twenty five for some yeah, odd reason. Yeah, yeah. Like a weird score and and I couldn't tell if Marshall wins or the Cajuns win. But you know, again, me being a ULM homer, uh, I, I can't pick the Cajuns to win. So I'm going thirty six twenty one or you know, my backup pick, you know, is twenty five I'm sorry, 29-25, thundering herd win. There's a weird safety, a blocked extra point return for two. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping the Sun Belt gives that to us. The, the Sun Baction? Uh, no, that's not going to work out. Baction. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. Saction? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> on, on, also, on Thursday night, another midweek game in West Virginia, I just realized. The Big 12 mm. is playing on a Thursday night, and I have no clue why. That feels like... Very much not a Big 12 thing to do, but Baylor's going to Huntington. I, I just don't know why this is. Wait, this is West Virginia's third Thursday game of the year? Yes, it is. Also, Baylor is going to Morgantown uh, right. because Marshall is not playing two consecutive days. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it is the third. It is the third Thursday game for WVU. They are one and one because they lost the brawl in Pittsburgh and then they mm. won the Black Diamond. But I will say that it is it's a very WVU thing to play on Thursday, and so okay. I suspect that is why it is happening. WVU and VT both play a lot of Thursday games for whatever reason, so it sort of makes sense for for the Big Twelve to adopt this, even though it is like objectively weird. Like if K State was playing on Thursday, I would feel some type of way about it. Yeah, this is weird. also sort of our Neil Brown watch game. It feels like Neil Brown is going to get, oh, I don't know. He just, he's, he feels so tenuous at West Virginia. That whole thing just feels like it could go on a dime. Yeah. I think every WVU game is a Neil Brown watch game for the foreseeable future. Yeah. 
Uh, because we said the same thing about the Black Diamond game. And I just kind of think, like, if it gets real, real ugly, it could get real, real ugly. I think our friend Jay Arnold is going to be there in Morgantown. Yes, Jay's, yeah, Jay's going to this game. That's the Send Jay Away game? Mm-hmm. Because this is awesome. A&M's off week, so this was his, his, send, Jay, his send Jay Away game. <laughs> also on Thursday, Temple at UCF. UCF today released... They're space uniforms. And we sort of just started throwing around, what else would be fun for space uniforms? Is this their second version of their space uniform? They had several. At least. Ooh, this yeah. year? I don't know. I know they've had it like several in the past. I thought they did one like a few weeks ago. Air Force did. So, I mean, UCF, I think they did it earlier this year. Now they have a new space uniform. And then this one, it says like space across the guy's visor. And... It reminded me of like the ad from Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights, where he just he's like, I can't, I can't see, I can't see. So I, I hope the player actually has the word space over his visor, please. <laughs> it's not just space though; it's space you. I I figure I was musing on Twitter earlier that I thought the mascot that was the least likely to go to space was probably Goldie the Gopher, because he's a ground-based mascot. That made sense to me. I posted that being all snarky and then I Googled it and Goldie has dressed up as an astronaut before for Halloween. So there's a picture of Goldie in a spacesuit. I was wrong. My apologies. I should have Googled first. That's yeah, what that's I what get. You, that's what you said on the tweet. So I was like, I, I'm outside watering my lawn because, you know, it, it's it's San Antonio and water we're, on drought, we're out drought restrictions. So Tuesday is my water day and I had to save my plants and my whatever is left on my lawn. My, my neighbors gave up and just threw down rock. But yeah, I saw that tweet and I was like, what is going on? He's like, I should have Googled this. Dude, uh, this, there is so many like space grant schools, though. This is like, it's insane how many space grant schools there are. Yeah, there um, are tons. Go for it. Well, I mean, I don't know who put this line in after that. Is it the, the whoever says the, the real oh, space grant school? I know who put that, that in. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Hey, girl, tell, tell me why yeah, Auburn's the it. real space grant school. So, Auburn, my, my take about this, and I will die on this hill, is that. Forget all the schools that get money for space. Forget UCF's whole thing. We all know that they are the thing that Godfrey says that they are. Auburn is the real space school because there is an Auburn flag on the moon. Uh, Ken Mattingly is an Auburn alum and he left and uh, he took a bunch of little Auburn flags to the moon with him when he was on the moon mission. He was on like Apollo 16, I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but he went to the moon and he took the little Auburn space flags and brought mm-hmm. most of them back. But there is one that is still attached to like the bottom part of the moon lander on the moon. Okay. Does no. UCF have that? No, I don't. I don't think they do. But they're also the school that I would feel is more likely to launch a washing machine sized satellite at the moon, try to move it. So we may <laughs> see a, we may see a launch soon. Yeah, they try that... to crash something into the moon just to just to prove Maybe. it. Maybe that's why Auburn has Auburn Jesus. They're, he, they're closest to Jesus. I don't, I don't, well, Jesus. so so theologically, the firmament. Theologically, the firmament. There is another is, thing just, about this. Joking. Come on, don't there is another thing about this, um, hmm. and that is that my under. I am not myself Catholic. However, my understanding is that when a place is discovered it automatically falls under the archdiocese of the location from which the discoverers came Mm -hmm. which means that the archbishop of orlando or the bishop of orlando the orlando area is is. also responsible for the moon that is true that is actually a hundred percent true 
Why is Orlando like the? Because that's the closest Kennedy one to Cape Canaveral. In, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's. Oh, but but Auburn has a flag on the moon. I'm confused now. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So so we're all just carving it up basically at this point. No, okay. Auburn didn't. Okay. So so Escalante, Auburn didn't discover the moon. Just so okay. we're clear. <laughs> all right. They didn't discover the moon. Well, I, I didn't pro- say that. But. I, well, I'm I'm just I'm just making sure we all know. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm so just what? like. Like I was just a little confused, just to clarify here. So Orlando is is basically the the archdiocese of the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, and how did they? So the first people on the moon were from. They like, how they, they blasted claim? off from Cape Canaveral, which is inside the it, archdiocese okay, so of Orlando's okay. like service territory. Okay. Well, I mean, yes. you know, to me, Cape Canaveral's closest to like Cocoa Beach. And so I, I think the moon is owned by like those Ron John surf, surf shops that you see on the interstate. I'm going to read uh, some notes from Wikipedia real fast because that's right, what we do on this podcast. I am confused. So William whatever. Borders, the first bishop of Orlando, claimed in 1969 to Pope Paul VI that the then active 1917 Code of Canon Law placed the newly explored territory under of the moon under the ecclesiastical jurisdiction of the point of departure, making the Diocese of Orlando responsible for the moon following the flight of Apollo 11. If true, the diocese, total area of the diocese would be 14 million square miles, making it the largest <laughs> Catholic diocese in existence. It is unknown if Pope Paul, Pope Paul VI confirmed or rejected the bishop's claim. The current bishop rejects that claim. Current bishop hates fun. Current bishop hates fun. Moon uh, yeah, there but, are okay. a lot. There are a lot of weird space grant schools. Yes, I didn't. Know, is Pitt is a space grant school? Yeah. Pitt is not to my. Or well, evidently it they is. are a space grant it school, is. which is something I didn't know. Uh, yeah. There is an astronomy program at Pitt. I did take two classes in the astronomy program at Pitt, and yeah. there is an observatory owned by the university that's on the north side in the city limits. I've been there. It is pretty cool. There's a tel- there's a big telescope. You can go look at stuff if you're a Pitt student. So some other schools, uh, space grant. Just just list them off because you know we're talking about space. You got ULM, UConn, Idaho. So yeah. I, I, I picture Idaho, the Kibbe Dome is also like a planetarium. It just opens and a up telescope. The top. It opens up and it has a giant telescope for the Kibbe Dome. Uh, New Mexico State, Akron, and then the Vaunty Vandy, Vandy Space Offense. Yeah. A space group, so. I also didn't know that there were Sun Grant schools. Yes. So I, not, I put this in here. I was like, these lists up, guys. This is, this is no, no, seriously. This. No, these are all the Sun Grant schools that we have. So basically somebody, you know, since UCF claims space, so somebody should claim the sun and piss off Arizona State and the Sun Devil. Just do it. So there's like six Sun Grant schools. There is Penn State, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Hawaii. South Dakota State is the national lead in Sun Grant Center. And then Tennessee. So I am declaring South Dakota State – we need some jackrabbit-based sun uniforms. Okay. And, 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 I mean, wear them for the Dakota marker this week, please. We learned so much on this podcast, guys. <laughs> we learned so much. On Friday night, UTSA is going to FIU, but this is going to be on the CBS Sports Network. That means that there might be different cameras. Oh. We might actually get to see what that stadium looks like in as neutral a white balance as possible. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I'm very confused on, on what it's going to look like, but I am going to watch because, you know, you got the Roadrunners going to FIU, which I don't think UTSA should have too much of a problem uh, with no. FIU. But 
the Friday night slate this week is not as great. I won't lie. Because we no. got Bre- we got Brown at Princeton on ESPNU. We got Navy at SMU, which maybe I I mean, Navy threw up 53 points last week. So but but that was against Tulsa, who doesn't even try to defend the option. Don't get your hopes up about Navy. They they, they literally opted out of defending the option. I don't other cool thing about the UTSA FIU game. FIU is going for Miami Vice this time. It's their Vice uniforms. Yeah. So I am super excited. There's going to be Vice shirts, Vice giveaways. Send us stuff, please. Like they, you know, FIU, Miami's one true school. I've said this before. That's right. So going on to Saturday, we have a game that I'm excited about, but I don't understand the line. Kansas at Oklahoma, Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. I'm now saying what time games are and what channel they're on. By the way, if you notice this, this is new. I'm seeing this line. It's somewhere between Oklahoma minus seven and Oklahoma minus seven and a half. I have no clue where that line exists. I think it's because of the quarterback issue. They, they don't believe in the the bean machine. And the mean and, bean and machine. The mean machine. And then there's the weird injury situation with, with Jalen Daniels. Like a, a reporter today said that he was out for the rest of the year with like a grade three shoulder sprain. And then he tweeted, like, this is news to me. And I was like, you know, when I tweeted, I was like, get well soon, Jalen. Uh, and we believe in the mean bean machine. I didn't realize that he would be getting well that soon. Uh, we don't know the, you know, the severity of the injury at this point. And then like the coach, coach Leopold tweeted that he was in the office and he's raising his arms. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, okay. no, he looked like he's just chilling the out. Wife, the wife too. Coach's wife. Co- uh, Mrs. Leopold. Leopold. Not Leopold. Leopold, Leopold, Leopold was a Belgian. Oh. Leopold was a Belgian king. Damn it! <laughs> or, or the hero of one of, of Verdi opera, Leopold. Leopold. My uh, bad. I'm looking now what a grade three shoulder separation or AC joint sprain is because I have no clue what the grades are. This involves the tearing of the covering and ligaments connecting the shoulder blades to the clavicle. Ouch. That's bad. Yeah, that seems. I feel not like great. I need that. Causes a mild to moderate permanent bump over the top of the shoulder and the AC joint. Pain typically lasts four to eight weeks. Surgery is usually not required. I, that's that's allegedly the injury. So we don't even know. And and really, that's bad on us for not trusting, uh, for trusting news that, that doesn't come from Swim Swam. Swim Swam uh, is the only source of news. Only source we... of news. I am still waiting for Virginia to get that SEC invite based off of swimming news. But uh, that that is the one that I'm still waiting on. So thank you, Swim Swam, for that. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about this game, you know, really, I don't know what's going to happen. OU may win this one. Who knows? It was a great game last year, too. And there was a, that questionable penalty or like push that that OU, you know, was able to beat Kansas last year. This, was the, commi- open, this was the open the gates up. Everyone come That's in. When game, they open right? the gates. Everybody come in game. Yeah. So it was close uh, and they were winning. So, I mean, maybe Kansas has, has got something here. Uh, it's a new coach, new quarterback, so maybe they got a good shot. They are going to Norman. One of our committee members this morning, he said that his head keeps turning Brent Venables' name into burnt vegetables, and he can't stop it. I like that. Not that's not as not as good as Stetson Bennigan's, but real Definitely close. Close. So we got we got Coach Burnt Vegetables, and then we have Stetson Bennigan's. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, before we go on to to Miami, Virginia Tech at 1130 Central, I want to give you guys our what's become a weekly feature here on the committee podcast. We look at Saturday's ACC Network uh, schedule. 
This yeah. channel is so awesome. Hire us, ACC Network. Seriously, we will go and televise your alternate network game and, and just celebrate that. So at 9 a.m., it looks like we're getting an old... Is that... An, yeah, it has to be. Well, so it's, let's start at 6 a.m. when you're up early. You're getting uh, Florida State versus Clemson that I think was from last year. Then at 9 a.m., you get Syracuse and North Carolina from last year. Okay. Then you get two episodes of all-access North Carolina State football. Is that a series? Yeah. Okay. Episodes two and three of the series. Then at 1 p.m., you get... We are number one, the story of 1990 ACC football. Then you also, at, and then at 2 p.m. you get, we're number one, the story of 1981 Clemson football. And then at 3.30, you get Syracuse, North Carolina State, which should be a very Ooh, good game. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can't and wait for that one. They get And then they get an 8 p.m. game that is North Carolina, uh, sorry, yeah, North Carolina at Duke. That should be fun. So, good thing. But this week... Instead of putting on, instead of showing Miami, Virginia Tech at 1130 Central, they are opting to show more of the more of the all access with North Carolina State football and the we're number one stories. They are sticking Miami, Virginia Tech on the ACC regional network, like off the back end. So like the Bally's network, I guess, like the Bally. Like they are sticking this thing where no one can see it. They are buried. Yeah, like your your AT&T Sportsnet whatever's yeah which i mean honestly no one should watch this don't yeah, are you kidding me I, yeah, do not. I mean we I, should we, we should we're watching this yes that's totally we do we do this we for you guys are you, are you kidding me <laughs> my my aunt my aunt my aunt is a huge hurricanes fan so uh and then again they're like kind of like my passive team because my mom's side of the family's from miami uh and then we're, that's where she grew up so I, I i have to watch this one and then it's at virginia tech so on acc network we'll get enter sandman Oh, I'm not sorry, the home, ACC no, alternate. Not on ACC Network. <laughs> on the ACC alternate stream. It feels like we're going to get Metallica on, on like, Napster. Yeah, uh, it's exactly what it's going to be. Someone is holding their cell phone up to the speakers into mm-hmm. the stream. That's sorry, exactly what it's going to be. One other Virginia Tech-related thing that I want to talk, at, talk about, because it came out today, and it is not at all related to the Miami game, but... There is a new trophy for the game formerly known as the Commonwealth Cup, but I guess it's the Commonwealth Clash now. And it is literally a bronze hokey bird and a bronze cavalier who is like just a very like you have to go look at it because his his face and his expression is like deeply disturbing. It's and great. they are like fighting over the state of Virginia, like it's a wishbone. Like they're both leaning back. Like they want to rip it in half. Yeah. They're, this trophy is art. I think, I, that- I think the Commonwealth clash is going to be the overall thing, like amongst all teams. Okay. And the cup will still exist for football. This okay. thing reminds me of that awful Confederate general statue. Yes, it looks like that statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest. Yeah, that one. Yes, it looks it looks just like that, except they made a turkey and a dude with some cuffed pants. We're just missing the deranged horse. I mean, the the state of Virginia, like they don't have like the outside of it. What is that area called? Oh, someone complained about that. Let me find it. The the Virginia part of the Delmarva Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, Peninsula area. Yeah, they don't have that there. So to me, like just looking at it, it, it seems like they're fighting over like a drumstick. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
I mean, maybe like a piece of bacon, but it's just like a little oddly shaped. Like, I mean, it's just the state of Virginia, so it's, it's a little bit weird and, and unique. And I mean, weirder trophies are, are I mean, that's we love those. I don't. Uh, do we know the weight of this? Because we really was, like heavy I'm actually, trophies. I'm so. just I'm just looking that up we, right now. Thank you for we're asking. Big, you're searching it already. I don't know that I, I have just, a weight for it yet. At one central Pac-12 network, so that means I'll be getting on my uh, on my VPN again to get this. And Cal- I give me some VPN. I want to watch this too. Cal at Colorado. This should be a great game because Cal, I think, is absolutely just going to run over Colorado, which is a weird thing to say. I, I personally, in my head here, I think this is Colorado's last shot at a win. I would probably agree with you. Last week, all the interim coaches won. Yes. Colorado was on a bye. So this is the first week that they have their interim coach. It is a 1 p.m. Central kick, which would be noon. And, you know, Cal, that's like 11 a.m. for them. Uh, so it's going to be earlier for them, not necessarily maybe body clock. Then we're talking about crazy boulder elevation. So maybe you get a little sleepy, Cal. Maybe you get a little, they need to drink a little bit more water, some hydration. Who knows? Maybe they participate in the uh, the lax laws. And well, no, they have that in California. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> in this situation, I think, you know, maybe they listen to that chain smoker song too much and they, they steal a mattress out in Boulder or something like that. But uh, who knows? Bravo. Hey, who you know knows? what, man? That was a great old man pop culture reference because that sounds like go. seven years old. But for you, it is. that's recent and I like it. You know, it's funny. Like seven years ago, that I went That song came to, out when I was in college. I'm going to go scream a, now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, seriously, we went on a road trip to Colorado and that song kept coming on like the satellite radio. And so that is like drilled in my head. Best game day show picker, the chain smokers ever. That is true. Uh, that is so, true. Uh, this so, is Katy Perry again, erasure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, right. I was being sarcastic, by the way. I, I'm just mad at Katie Berry because she made that corn dog joke about LSU. So this Colorado schedule is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, there's they may have a hope against Arizona State, but the yep, rest, the, it's like the be worst. It. Oh, like, like you couldn't have drawn a worse schedule. Yeah. So 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 Cal at home at Oregon State, home against Arizona State for homecoming, maybe. Maybe. Oregon at home, no. At the Coliseum for USC, no. At Washington, no. And Utah at home to close the season, no. Their out-of-conference schedule didn't do them any favors either. They scheduled TCU, Air Force, and Minnesota. No one knew that TCU was going to go good this well this year, though. TCU was... But still, if you're Colorado, you shouldn't be scheduling two Power 5 teams and Air Force out of conference. What are you doing? Just schedule Colorado State again, guys. We all wanted this game this year. Yeah, we did. We we definitely oh. did. And then and then Colorado State won last week. So maybe there's a little extra juice mm-hmm. for the Buffaloes to get this one. But, you know, as you stated, uh, or as you wrote in the show notes, Oski's coming for you, Ralphie. I'm going to be cranking out more Oski, Oski, Oski horrors this week. So everyone get ready for that. I'm excited. I'm, start- I'm, I'm numb to those now. So I know no matter- it's great. But, but I, like I, one I will hope, catch I hope me more off guard. Come out. When, what, when they start coming out with teeth, that's when it starts getting really <laughs> disturbing. The teeth are really, the teeth are really weird. And it really, that's really starts bugging people. It's nice. The one it is spooky that, month. You can still we feel should've... something and that's good. At 1 p.m. Central on ESPN3, UConn goes to Ball State. UConn can get three wins in a row. That would be their first three win streak since 2015, where they beat Jesus. East Carolina, Tulane, and they beat number 13 Houston at home. Can they turn back the clock? 
That was Tom Herman's first season. In fact, you know what? That was Tom Herman's only loss that year at Houston. (laughs) They ran the table, but lost 17 to 20 in East Hartford. How do I not remember this being is like wonderfully stupid? And that was a conference game too, because that was back when they were in the ACC or AAC. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's crazy. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for UConn going into Muncie, Indiana. But I don't know. Ball State's feisty. Uh, they they pulled like a nice you know Braun stock comeback against Northern Illinois. So it'd be fun if they can do it. They can do it. We're we're, we're going to be glued to it. It's on ESPN three. I wonder if the cameras are going to be bad because when it says ESPN three. It's like the school's the local, camera. That's the, it's the school's camera. And then you get like the school broadcast. And then like the graphic just like floats over the screen. So when the camera's moving, the graphic's just like static and it's not moving at all. It's great. Uh, you know, so that Tom Herman staff, they beat Florida State in the Peach Bowl that year. They beat all these ranked teams. And that one loss was to UConn in East Hartford. God, I... I I wish I remembered this better because that's hilarious. Uh, at 2.30 on ESPN, Arkansas is going to BYU in the middle of the season. I don't know why, but apparently this game is happening. We, we were promised last episode that this was going to be a BYU get right game after the, after getting beat by New York, by uh, Notre Dame in Vegas. The BYU is just going to wake up and all of a sudden jump on Arkansas. And I want to believe that. That feels good to me. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to be stupid. Like, yeah. there's going to be yep. something incredibly stupid here. And like when Mississippi State went to BYU, I, I feel like there's going to be yeah. something stupid that is going to happen here. And I'm going to be watching. I mean, Sam Pittman maybe eats a cougar tail on the sideline. I have no idea. Okay. But, you know, again, hey. it's going to be something stupid. Let's let's see it. I would I, I want to see like Hogs fans in Provo. Like, I know there's going to be a lot that travel to utah yeah. but I, I i just want to see that little corner of like red in mm-hmm. the byu stadium and i i just want to see them go hog wild and and nuts and i hope uh, kj uh, no. uh, that, that was not a I, intentional one I but okay a, I, a, <laughs> I would like to posit a hypothesis that strange things generally happen when we let sec teams go west of like texas like central texas like i was trying to think of like big games where that happened in the relatively recent past and like we had that banger of a rose bowl that georgia was in like Mm -hmm. everything that i can think of off the top of my head weird stuff happened i don't remember exactly what happened when auburn played at wazoo but i'm sure it was weird right like it's just how it works that feels right Nobody remembered that one. Yeah. It, literally, it, literally no one there remembered it because they sell fireball in bags and that's a problem. That, that's right. Shout out to the firebox. Well, I mean, Arkansas already went. <laughs> it's like Francia, but it's like. <laughs> just... <laughs> a little oh, slap the bag okay. with my fireball. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Like this one, the last time Arkansas traveled west this year, they kicked the field goal off the top of the upright. And that was in <laughs> Dallas. So. Do their I don't know get weirder happen. the further they go from Little Rock. I don't, I don't know. I have Little no Rock, idea. Uh, Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's weird. At 2.30 on the actual ACC network, because this is going to be a great, great game. North Carolina State travels to the Carrier Dome to fight the Orange of Syracuse. 
We'll find out maybe. Actually, the best part is we probably won't find out because no. North Carolina State's quarterback is not going to is probably not going to play their main quarterback. And their backup apparently is, quote unquote, some dude they pulled from the stands, according to their fans. <laughs> I don't so, know what the truth is of that, but they are acting like it's some dude who's like, like he just doesn't know how to throw a pass. Did he play last week? Was he that who played? Work. I don't know. Like, I, I think their quarterback got hurt last week and then they okay, still came time. back. And uh, so NC State football, let's go. I mean, I don't know what happened there, but they're they're saying I think uh, what was it the bear from game day was just like, hey, this has sneaky sickos game of the week potential because the the quarterback is is potentially injured. He's not going to require surgery. He's day to day for his throwing arm, so that's not necessarily good. I, and so I don't really know if the backup is any good. Apparently, if if the backup comes in, everyone's saying they're just going to run the ball a thousand times. Like that's just how like they're just going to ground and pound it, which means that we're going to be looking at see if Syracuse's stout defense can hold up in the Carrier Dome. So we're not going to get our answer to is Syracuse good? No, again, because if, like, if this, they win, if they win, end. no, because if they win, clearly we won't know. And if they lose and it's close, we still won't know. If they get blown out, who knows? Because they're not playing North Carolina State like as they were designed to be. Like North Carolina State is not playing the way they were designed to play. So no. I, I yeah I have no clue. I have the gif of what the fuck of the what the fuck girl. I'm gonna keep that in the chamber and just I don't know keep... who she is. I, I, don't, I don't know who she is, but I, I mean I gotta, whatever I gotta... she gave us the 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 gif of the season. Yeah, it looks like O'Leary got hurt, and then the backup quarterback threw one pass incomplete, and then there was another quarterback who threw one pass for negative five yards, <laughs> but that was a wide receiver. Okay. So always a good so, choice. Uh, the I think it was like Chambers. Who is Chambers? Chambers is a quarterback. So on his on the season he has he's he's thrown for forty eight yards and one touchdown and his QBR is twenty four point three. So he could possibly be starting this. We're not going to get an answer to is Syracuse good. We're not going to get an answer to is NC State good. This is great. Like I mean, we want good things for both of these teams. But, you know, we, we have this running is Syracuse good thing, but it, it's like somebody tweeted at us today, like you're going to is Syracuse good all the way to the playoff. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, if that happens, I mean, the committee is going to be incredibly excited. <laughs> Just like we love this. Like anytime there's an outsider of the rankings or whatever that fights their way into the playoff, we're all for it. Is Syracuse good as our Texas is back? And I am extremely here for that. Also at 2.30 on a game that got buried on ESPN Plus for some reason, Western Kentucky goes to Mitsu in the battle of teams that won it out of Conference USA but couldn't get their shit together to leave together. So well, that, this feels like a crab bucket game. This No, no, no. Middle Tennessee didn't want to go. And Western right. Kentucky was trying to drag them. Yes. And, and I feel like, you know, again, with the Stockstill stuff, that Middle Tennessee has, like, settled. Like, they're just like, I am not moving here. I like my food this way. Do not do anything. I am happy here. This, do not there's move no, me. There's no, there's no love left in this marriage, but we How can get along you, well enough. How dare you sit in my recliner, Western Kentucky? This is my recliner. This is my spot. The remote goes here. That is Middle Tennessee. <laughs> uh, and, and this is why the battle is called the 100 Miles of Hate. That's great. <laughs> is that real? It is real. That is the name of the rivalry. 100 Miles amazing. of Hate. It is a okay, great that, rivalry. That's man. amazing. Sold. 
I'm sold on this. Also, JMU is going to Georgia Southern. Every time I put quarterback stats into my stat gumbo, Georgia Southern's QB, Kyle Vantries, ends up being like an outlier, no matter what things I put in there. He has thrown, let me find it, because it's it's an insane number. What was it's our like, last? It's like 14 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, or is it 13 touchdowns and 11 interceptions? It's, 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 it's insane. It's thrown for like, like 1,600 yards or something. It's nuts. Noted noted air raid offense, Georgia Southern. So he's the he's the Buffalo transfer that I found that kicked an 81-yard punt against Nebraska yes. last year for Buffalo. And then so I, I already have his name in my head because of an 81-yard punt. I, I mean, this guy, Clay Helton, got him to go down there, and then he was just slinging it, like anywhere, without a care, and they're just going nuts throwing the ball he's just wild with it and we love it that's that's the detmer stat the detmer is just like basically throw it you don't care where it is a lot of yards a lot of touchdowns a lot of interceptions he's he's basically uh the top in the top two almost every week for reference last year when he was at buffalo over 10 games he played he threw for 18 about 1850 yards this year he's played six games and he's about to hit 2000 13 TDs, 11 ints. And Clay Helton looks like the happiest man alive. I think like everything's going so well in Southern at Southern, just in terms of like the general feel of things. I'm just so happy. They lost to state last week, which always sucks, but I like what they're doing at Southern right now. They're a lot of fun. I, I know what Clay Helton looks like now. I could recognize him. I could pick him out of the lineup and I am excited for what he's doing, which is something I've never been able to say about Clay Helton football before. Pit girl looks concerned by that we know what Clay Helton looks like. It's just, I refuse to imagine him as looking like anything. He is just an unknown entity, and I would like to keep him that way. So at 6 p.m., we got an NFL Network game, guys. Some belt on the NFL Network. ULM at South Alabama. Do you guys know who South Alabama's offensive quarter, who's leading them to these like great teams this year? Do you know who it is? No. It's Major Applewhite. Yes. Good for him. He's at, he's in he's at South Alabama. Good for him. He's at South Alabama. His second year's coordinator, offensive coordinator there. They're four and one. They've the only team they've lost to was by one point at UCLA, which now looks like a really good a good loss. Was that was that weird fake field goal that they tried? Mm-hmm. And if they would have kicked the field goal and made it, they would have had a four point lead. So they may have beaten them if they did that. So I, I don't blame Major Applewhite here because that was probably on the special teams coordinator and the head coach. It, they're having a sneaky good season. I, I still think that their colors and their logo make them look like a creative team from NCAA. Like they have a very strong creative team vibe. Yeah, red, but, white, and blue. But they're and absolutely USA. having... Uh-huh, and their USA. But they're been having a sneaky good season. ULM beat them last year. I don't know that that's going to happen again. No, they're, I think South Alabama's like favored by like 18 or 18 and a half. Yeah, something like that. It's a, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. But I mean, it, Terry does. It feels like Terry will cover. cover. It feels like Terry's going to cover that. But yeah. I feel like Terry covers it. And, and I just want to know if, if, if Terry's going to pilot a Warhawk plane and land it on the battleship in Mobile. Oh, that'd be that's good. all I want. Just do it. I want Terry with like the old school, like flight jacket, the bomber jacket. And then the goggles and everything like that. And he lands, you know, 
on the USS Alabama, just lands the Warhawk plane. 6.30 on NBC, because NBC hates good football. Stanford is going to Notre Dame. They play for the Legends Trophy, which is a piece of California redwood on the base and then like a crystal cup on top. I could not find a weight for it. I'm working on that. We want to know like how, how all these trophies, how heavy they are. That's all, all I care about now is weight. That's all I care about weight. now is just how heavy something is. Can't wait After- to watch this game with the Notre Dame state media. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the best part about Notre Dame home is it games is like Mike Tirico or whatever. Just like, oh, no, this is North this Korean is, propaganda. This is, was it the Collinsworth kid? And then it's, is it Jason Garrett on this one? I oh, think God. so. I think it's Jason <laughs> oh. Garrett now. Oh, wow. It must so be Mike Tirico. I have no reason so to last, watch this game at all. Then. Last year, it was, last year it was Mike Tirico and Drew Brees. This year you have, is it, is it Jace or Jack Collinsworth? And Jason Garrett, this feels like a big downgrade in broadcasting to me. Like, I remember the first time we watched a USFL game and he was doing like the halftime show of the first USFL game. And I was like, are they like prepping him for something? And I had no idea they were prepping him for Notre Dame football. And oh my God. At 7 p.m. <laughs> on Flow, we have Hello. the battle for the Rio Grande or the battle of I-25 or we're workshopping new names. New Mexico is going to New Mexico State. That's right. They're driving down I-25, maybe about three hours or so to to battle, which is like Las Cruces since I was there. It's weird because the city is like split by interstates. Like there's like I-10 and I-25 like create basically the split there. And the town is in the middle of both of them. And I tried to explain this this rivalry to my friend Richard while we're on the nine hour drive to Las Cruces. Mm and he just called everything the holy war because i mentioned the holy war between byu and utah so he he calls this the new mexico holy war cool so so that's what he wants to call it i know we need a better name and it's not like the new mexico holy war or anything like that but that's what he called it while we're driving nine hours trapped in my my 2012 Volvo, but whatever. This is the 112th meeting of this game, by the way. What if we called it the Hatch Chili Bowl? Oh, oh red I... versus green. Oh man, if one team were green. Mm-hmm. Oh, if one team oh. were green, it could be red versus green. God, that'd be so good. New Mexico State may need to change some colors to green here. but they Because Hatch is closer. The town of Hatch, there's an actual town yeah. or city in New Mexico called Hatch, is actually on I-10, maybe about like 50 miles outside of Las Cruces. 50, 60 miles. So maybe if New Mexico State changes their colors to the hatch chili colors, uh, that would be good. It'd be red versus green salsa wise, and that like would that. be that'd be awesome. Largest margin of victory in this in this rivalry. Oh god. Was in 1917, where New Mexico State won 110 to 3. <laughs> I don't I know we'll... what what rules they were playing by at that point, but uh the longest winning streak, however, is held by New Mexico. Yes. Uh, they won 18 in a row from 38 to 58. Okay. Ouch. They got they got their revenge for that 110 to 3 beatdown. So I think they they took that personal for that many years. And the coolest thing was something we found out just today was that they're going to broadcast this game in Navajo, the Navajo language, which they ha- New Mexico State has, I think, two players on their team who are Navajo or some other and from other tribes as well. That's really yeah. great. Like, that's that's cool as hell. Like, that's okay. great local engagement. That's amazing. That's the guy, uh, I think it was like Colin uh, Colin Deaver, 
or Demer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the booth with us, and he didn't realize the Sickos committee was in the same booth with him. When he walked in with his camera, he didn't realize, and he was upset. Oh that, yeah, that we were there. So, so he's the one that 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 gave that news. So I want to give him credit for that. I wrote a a nice little blog about my trip there. It was great. It was really good. I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And you know, again, I'm getting Lost Cruces like Instagram ads and New Mexico ads. I've been back for like yeah. over <laughs> over like a week now. And it's like the official beer of New Mexico State. And it's like, try this in New Mexico State. And I'm like, you don't have to persuade me to go back. I will go back to New Mexico. It is. It was quite enchanting. And, and I, I just can't, I don't know, I can't get that, that state out of my head. It's it's so awesome. The town, again, I, I love it. I'm like beaming when I talk about it. I can it's tell. Crazy. Yeah, you're, you're glowing. Like when I talked to, like you're, you look how I, I, I looked when I was talking about the Texas-Oklahoma game. Don't do that. You I, you offended one of our Oklahoma know, members of the, committee, of the committee. So we apologize to you for that. I apologize for nothing. I apologize crazy, for nothing. No, I am apologizing. No, I don't care. Again. Okay. I know you don't care, nope. Mr. Braggadocious, nope. Texas nope. fan. Don't care. I'm I got, neutral and I'm inclined to agree that Oklahoma could be stand could stand to be taken down a peg. Go off, Jordan. There okay, we go. Y'all can yeah. do that. I'm I'm gonna hedge my bets, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh you do your thing. I am not Hey, I don't want to yeah. fight with Oklahoma. Hey, OU, We're you good. keep doing the thing you're doing right now. You're right. Himesh <laughs> is absolutely right. OU, you keep doing your thing that you're doing right now because it's working out great. That keep was not going. intentional. That was not intentional on my part. I probably Brent Venables, lock him down right now. You mean give Brent a, Vegetables, hey, you, but okay. Do you, not have, do you not have Jimbo money, Oklahoma? Can you not afford to give him 10 years back cash-backed? I, I thought you guys had money. I don't know. All right. All right. I, thought, He's got the- I thought you were SEC. He's got he's got these mai tais in him. All right, he's talking all this trash now. All this he's, he wants to fight with these mai tais. We have a legit nightcap this week. We have a, a Nevada a Hawaii home game. Finally, we're going back. This that's is right. going to be Nevada at Hawaii. I think it's on the Mountain West Channel stream. I don't think it's on Spectrum only. Let me make sure about that. So you're telling me the real Hawaii test is going to be finding the game first. It, it, it really has been. Here. Yeah, that really has been the truth for a while. Uh, the Hawaii radio call is always fun. I did that when I was, uh, you know, it is on Team One as well. So it looks like it's on Mountain West video, the Team One app, and then Spectrum pay-per-view if you're on the islands. So easily, what I'm saying is easily available. Very easily available. This is a midnight that. Eastern kick. Yeah, midnight Eastern kick, 11 p.m. Central. Nevada minus six feels correct. Hawaii doesn't seem to have like a home field advantage this year because they're still finding what they are. Over under is 49 and a half, which feels way too high for this team, for these teams. Honestly, I think this is going to be a good game. I feel like this it's, is really it should be match teams. Hawaii almost beat San Diego State last week. Uh, they they took the lead with about a minute or so left, and then San Diego State was able to drive down and get a field goal to win. So Hawaii could have pulled one off. So I feel like maybe Hawaii's somewhat uh, turning the corner as much as Hawaii can this year due to their situation and finances and, and everything of that nature. So it should be a good one. Uh, will I make it up to the end of the, the broadcast? That's that's oh. probably I, – I mean, I've, I've passed every – week so far this week but just seeing this at 11 p.m central i am quite discouraged uh, you can initially. feel it like you can feel it in your bones can't you i'm like i'm old i don't know if i can do this but if i i stock up on mountain dew energy drinks maybe i can make it i, I mean again team one sports app 
uh, if you can like cast it to like a TV, it's a little bit better. But sometimes the app doesn't cast, uh, depending on like Chromecast or whatever you try to get it to the TV. Um, I, I may just put it on the phone and, and and watch it. But this is gonna be this is gonna be a good matchup. I feel like this should be a really good game, similar to the Colorado State uh, Nevada game. So I, I feel like this should be pretty good, and this would be great. You know, do you know how like watching Hawaii games on the T One app? Because you can do picture in picture on iPhone now. Mm-hmm. So pull myself a nice warm bath, get in the bathtub, get my phone out, pour a glass of champagne. Hawaii game kicks. It's beautiful. Live your sometimes best life. You got to treat yourself sometimes. You got to treat yourself sometimes. Are you in a bath with like, you know, bath salts and like, you know, bath bombs? Are you dropping like bath bombs for like? Yeah, I am. Expense? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got bath bombs. Oh, it's, yeah, it's okay. great. I, I treat myself for those Hawaii kicks. If I'm if I'm if I'm at home and just chilling. Yes, yeah, sit Drinking in the bath, enjoy. Yeah, it's great. Drinking Mai Tais, Do I mean, what kind of music you got going on? You got some Dido? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's pure, pure Hawaii and, football. I just pump the audio I, for that. I got to hear the audio. I want to thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're not going to clip that, are you? No, uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Leave it in. Leave, Leave it, it in. in. Well, I mean, you know, I could I could have sang Toto's Africa instead, but that is true. I went with the Dido, so it's fine. I hey, watched Pit Girl, way too much. you feeling about the how you feeling about the bye week? It's bye week. Happy bye week. Um, I also just want to take a second, even though this is not the retroactive show, um, to shout out the one, the only, the Israel of Anaconda. Yes. Um, so say that again. Is... Say that again for Kamish. I'm, I'm not going to he... do it. No, I'm not trying. I don't care. Israel it's not Vanikanda. that hard, I promise. So Israel, Israel a Banakanda. Okay, that's yes. right. That's um, who is now Pitt's single game leading rusher. Yes. Uh, Ooh. Which is super exciting. Yes. Uh, he passed Tony Dorsett. He broke. Yes, he Tony did. Dorsett, he passed Tony Dorsett. Yep. Yes. I'm well aware and of the old school Pitt records because, again, my father is from Pittsburgh. He, he grew up in the Mount Lebanon area. So, Hell yeah. Uh, I probably said that wrong. That is correct, actually. Oh, I did. Yes. All it's right. Not, All not, right. I got, it's not, it's I got not Mount credit. Lebanon. Yes. No. It's not Le- Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon, no. Lebanon, or Lebanon, Lebanon. They're both Lebanon. fine. Yeah. It's just not Lebanon. That's the country. Not oh, Lebanon. Okay, gotcha. No. Yeah. Also, on a related <laughs> note, there is also, there was a defector article about no. this. And Izzy also tied a pit record for single game rushing touchdowns. Ooh. That is hold held originally set by quarterback Norman Bill Budd in a 71-0 oh. win over Ohio Medical College, uh, which <laughs> what, was you, written is that? in. It is now the University of Ohio. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, and but here's the thing about it was okay. written up in the Pittsburgh Post as the headline quote. Team which represents college at Athens is unmercifully slaughtered by wearers of blue and gold. Ooh. <laughs> Again, Dude, they, like, just, they just wrote better things back then. They, no, they seriously. Really this is this is why I try to imitate and like we have blue right knees too, like helping me out with right knees. This is why I try to imitate like the early 1900s, yeah. 1920s writing style, which it was like heavy alliteration and like just brutal headlines to get the message across. And I mean, I, I love stuff like that. That That is like my favorite thing. Like in the off season, I fell in love with it. And like Jordan loves that stuff too. So reading that was 
That's fantastic. And I think I may have said something wrong with the amount of touchdowns he had for the year. Cause I said that he tied Iowa, but I thought he had, somebody said that he actually had more than Iowa now because he had, you know, more on the year than what he had previously. I believe so I, he has 13 touchdowns. Yes. On the year. Not so sure the stat wasn't Iowa updated. The Iowa had seven and I said that he tied Iowa, but actually he passed Iowa and almost doubled <laughs> Iowa in one game. Jesus. So that's another shot at Iowa who has a bye, which I mean, the bye week may, I don't know. That's going to be a close zero, zero tie for Iowa yeah. there. Also speaking, speaking of bye week, it is national coming out day. So shout out to our LGBT listeners. It is bye week. So be awesome. It's bye week for some people. Be awesome. Do it. <laughs> uh, Nebraska. So some Big Ten Network action. We're going to back up a time a little bit. Nebraska at Purdue on the Big Ten Network at 6.30 p.m. Purdue wins this, I think, unless something goes weird. But it's Purdue, so it it's, could. It's, it's the Big Ten West. Like any game that's in the Big Ten West, we have to. We don't know what's going to happen in this division. We don't. It seems quite far behind the Big Ten East a, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a, a, li- a little bit you want to say a little bit well that, any that, division that, that was... has iowa in it is automatically at the bottom of football don't at me <laughs> it does it does it does feel like they're literally playing a different brand of football so here's a fun statement for you guys has the big 10 west ever won the big 10 championship off the top of my head no uh wait wait okay it has to have happened at no, least okay. once but i can't Maybe... think of an incident when it did um Oh man, was there one year like Ohio State was like disqualified because of like the tattoos or something like but that? That was but that was back when they were leaders and legends. Oh, okay. So that so was, was the leaders. So, was, so Wisconsin has won the Big Ten championship game twice, but it was okay. both as members of the leaders division. They have okay. never won. The West has never won it since they did that split in 2014. They're gonna have to redo that when USC and UCLA come in there. Big Ten West, you keep doing your thing. You you keep trying, guys. I I have confidence. We also have Minnesota at Illinois at the, on the Big That's, Ten Network at eleven a.m. That that game feels like who wins that could settle that division. But again, it's the Big Ten West because every week it's a week to week. I don't I don't know if if Minnesota has their running back, maybe they win it. And then is, I don't is, know is, the status uh, of is Ibrahim going to be is Ibrahim going to play? I don't know. I, I, I remember he was in uniform, but he was kind of banged up when they lost to Purdue. And then I think they had a week off. So okay. I'm hoping he's healthy. Uh, also, Illinois, I don't know if their quarterback, the uh, DeVito, is back. Yes. So that's just something that's going to be quite interesting. And that's he is probably back, by the be, way. He is he back, is. by the way. Okay, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, is, Ibrahim is back. Malibu Ibrahim is perfect. back. Uh, so we don't know about DeVito. But again, Big Ten West, that's that's our stuff. I mean, yeah. that's that's our division. That's the one that, that was like 32nd in our poll, the entire Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. Like it, the entire Big Ten West almost got ranked as a division. So they almost, got, they almost all got ranked as teams. Yes. Like, I mean, it was it was close. So maybe they ate their own votes. That's like the Heisman votes when there's oh, like God, it's two like players a, it's like a, it's, same an, it's an Ouroboros <laughs> of Big West. Good God. I, 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 I got to make question, it up there. Though. Okay. Go for it. Take real is questions. Illinois, like, is it, I mean, in Big Ten West adjusted terms, of course, but like, is Illinois good? Is, they're, is fun. Illinois, they're fun at least. Is Illinois Big Ten West Syracuse? Yes. They're orange and they're yeah. blue. Yeah. 100%. They like and they have, and they have a sure former, good. they have a former Syracuse quarterback too. They do. Mm-hmm. That's right. I like 
Illinois looks like fun. At least they play, they play what Bert wanted to play at Wisconsin, like that kind of football. He went like smash, yeah. play smash mouth football. It's fun to watch. That's all you can ask for. Like for, if you're Illinois, steal a couple of games, look fun while you're doing it. I, I honestly, I enjoy this Illinois team. Their defense will just grind you. Like they will just, Oh yeah. And then, and grind then, it. Oh yeah. That's right. Bert, grind Bert, me. Bert grinding. <laughs> oh yeah. I had to say it again. We've, we've lost pit girl. She's oh, yeah. lost everything. She's just done. She's done after that one. So no, but seriously, that's what they do on both sides of the ball. They, they will just run the ball. I think their running back in the Iowa game had like 30 something carries mm-hmm. for like 150 yards. And they just, uh, on the defense, like their D line is just, they will just eat up your offensive line. Like it is, it feels like what, what Bielman wanted to do at Arkansas with SEC talent yes, that he's able right. to do at Illinois. I enjoy them, and their fans are loving it. Honestly, they're setting records that they hadn't touched since, like, 1989, the legend of Jeff George, the Purdue transfer who went to Illinois. So he's like, don't mention Jeff George in, in West Lafayette. He's hated. And then also he went to the Colts. Like, Jeff George is hated by the Colts fans. So, like, the, like Jeff George is not welcome in the state of Indiana at all. He's one of the all-time, like, Detmer leaders for, like, single-season records. So, we, we kind of love Jeff George that way. We also have in the Big Ten, Wisconsin and Michigan State playing. I, I just want, like, Michigan State, anytime they play, I want it to be, like, gloomy. Yeah. And I want it to be, like, rainy or snowy and windy and ugly. Uh, the high, I think, is like 53, and it's going to be very cloudy with maybe about a 40% chance of rain, maybe about 13-mile-an-hour winds in, in, in where they're playing. And it's just like the joking like EPL thing, like can you do it on a cold night in Stoke City? Stoke, yeah, uh-huh. You know, basically, can you do that there? I want that to be like, can you do it on an ugly weather day in, in Lansing, Michigan? My favorite thing about this is that Michigan State isn't even really the, like, shitty weather team anymore. Like, this made so much sense for Mark D'Antonio football, but now Michigan State's trying to be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not. And they still have to play weather like this. I've really really switched over to Eastern being my, like, gritty weather team nowadays. Like, Eastern Michigan. Right, exactly right. The sky should match the field. It should look look like someone's filming it on, you know – their nineteen, their your two thousand four webcam, like that's what that game should look like. It makes me happy. You um, got the Logitech going. Uh huh. Exactly right. One frame every two seconds. Oh yeah. I I want Mel Tucker to come out in shorts in in a bad weather game. Yep. Do it. Look cool. Every Midwestern shorts. dad. Like no, no, seriously. Hoodie and shorts and coach the game. Auburn's going to Ole Miss. This this tends to be we found out the the sort of like line for Auburn coaches. This is this is fun. I did some research on this one. So for some odd reason, Auburn always, if they lose to Ole Miss, it's just like a sign of things have gone too far. Like it's, oh no, we cannot lose to Ole Miss, which is weird. This is like, it's Ole Miss. Like Auburn yeah. and Ole Miss really didn't play a bunch at all. There was like times in like the 60s and 70s and 80s. They really didn't play that much at all. So Auburn all time is 35 and 10 or 35 and 11, depending if you factor in the vacated games or anything of that nature. Uh, And two out of the last three times that Auburn has lost to Ole Miss, they fired their coach. Gene Chizik in 2012 was fired. 
the senator from Alabama, Mr. Uh, oh. that, that guy uh, in 2008, <laughs> they lost. Um, the only coach that survived was was Gus. Gus survived in 2015. He's a survivor. So last time, so time Ole Miss beat Auburn was in 2015. Tuberville was in 2008. Chiswick was in 2012. And the time before that was Eli Manning uh, in 2003. Okay. So that, that tells you how many times that Ole Miss has not beaten Auburn. So if the lane train goes up in there and this. if the lane train does it and they put it all on Auburn, I think they got they got no choice but to let Harson go, regardless of them ha- not having an AD or not. So this is the one where it's kind of sickos because you're like, can, can Ole Miss do this? Or like Ole Miss struggled with the vaunted Vandy offense for a little bit. For like uh, that long until they just blew well, the first half. Them. First half. First half. I mean, they were they were losing after the at halftime. So Vandy was giving them grief. So if Auburn can't do that, can't do what Vandy did against Ole Miss. They can't do what Vandy did against Ole Miss. No. Uh, I'm just saying, if they can't do that, that that kind of could spell Harson's doom here. Yeah. And then Auburn has a bye week after this week, so They're, the timing, oh, the timing to fire the coach is kind of there. So I'll bet you, hey, hey, Kamish, I'll bet okay. you five bucks. I'll bet you five, five bucks. bucks that by Sunday night when we record, Brian Harson no longer has a job. Okay. So Sunday As night. an ancestral Auburn fan, I really, really hope that's true. I would also just like to take a second to like dive into the Auburn psyche because I can sort of see why losing to Ole Miss would be like, a, and all right, that's it. Mm-hmm. This that's is enough. over. That's enough of this crap. Like, I, I am young enough that like I don't think about Ole Miss being like garbage because yeah, but- I remember like the Laquan Treadwell team and like the fun Ole Miss. But Ole Miss was, and both of the Mississippi schools are like, historically what we think about Vanderbilt being. Yeah. They, they were trash for a long time. Yeah. So of course it's embarrassing when you lose to a Mississippi school. Like I totally understand all of that. Plus like Auburn booster crazy, right? Like all of this tracks and for the love of God, someone please put Auburn out of its misery already. I thought Brian Harson was going to get fired two weeks ago and he still hasn't gotten fired. You think juice Kiffin, the dog can reverse old yeller, Brian Harson. Yeah. Basically, Juice Juice Kiffin walking Brian Harson around back about the stadium. Come here, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so it dark. Is, it is, it's it's what it is. Like this is what Auburn. I mean, LSU hates to lose the Mississippi schools, also. Mm-hmm. And and you know they're they lost to Ole Miss last year, and they looked awful. And that was Coach O's dooming in, in that situation. This is what it is. Auburn, Ole Miss. It's it's a mess. And if if Ole Miss, which I mean, Ole Miss is not perfect. They're not like um, like a machine, even though they're they're in the top ten. But if they take it to Auburn, I feel like Auburn's gonna have to pull the trigger at eight p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. Wazoo at Oregon State, which actually should be a good game. The only thing I have to say is, boo! It's on the Pac-12 Network, and the Pac-12 Network hates fun. That's I will fire be... up my VPN. I will pick up some fun country to be from. I will watch the feed a... on YouTube. I'm gonna have to figure out how to get a, U- a VPN because yeah, I, I, mean... I just you get you can get one, like there's tons of free trials. I use NordVPN. All right, NordVPN we'll sponsor us. Hey, NordVPN, uh, whatever, whatever. I can sponsor. I'll, I'll do it, and you know I, I will pick a fun country, and yeah. I, I gotta watch this one because I mean I want the Beavers to be ranked, 
because that's yes, their last. That's, that's the big goal that's here. A, we need to that's the right. last thing. But I love Wazoo too. Like I have always had like a soft spot for Wazoo. Yeah. So I mean, like the Beavers in Wazoo. I think I have a home field uh, Beaver shirt that said that uh, the it's the angry Beaver on like the oatmeal shirt that says oh, yeah. I'm a Beaver believer, and. I, I can't necessarily wear that when I drop my kid off at school when I'm walking <laughs> to school. Yes, you can. But, you coward. Uh, you coward. I don't know, man. Uh, fine, I'll wear it tomorrow. We'll see how it Good. goes. There we go. There uh, we go. Done. <laughs> uh, we missed apparently when we prepped our show notes LSU in Florida, which is just going to be a weird, like anxiety-filled game. Six p.m. on ESPN. I think we skipped it just because it seemed very obvious that like no one's going to feel happy about this. How did we miss this? Honestly, well, I mean really prepared but whatever i trust other people to follow sec that i don't like i don't need that in my life so i really don't follow I mean, sec that closely I'm, also florida is probably going to win probably by a lot but they're also going to feel bad about it like i, I don't know I, honestly i i feel like i don't know what's going to happen because napier is now the coach of florida unless you did not want to hire napier even though he was the coach of the cajuns mm-hmm. right basically right next door I mean, really, like like Baton Rouge and Lafayette. LSU does not think that anything, any other school in that state exists, and they refuse to hire them based on the fact that like I mean, there's this like just a gives bridge. Billy Napier more reason to drop like sixty on them. That is but, true. I mean, that is actually but, really true. But can they? Honestly, again, I, this is the passive LSU fan coming out of me because <laughs> that 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 inner Louisiana and coming out and in the Cajun, and this is basically this is the last game they played was the. Cleat Yeet uh, in Florida. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. It was, and it was foggy. LSU and Florida always play ridiculously stupid games. I can't predict anything. There's never been really any blowout on either side of this in this situation. This mm-hmm. was like the most animosity I've ever seen after a Tebow jump pass in this yeah. game. Like Tebow like debuted the jump pass, I think, in an LSU-Florida game. And LSU fans are still furious every time they see a jump pass. So like when somebody does that, it's just ridiculous. And so LSU fans, they want this game. Like, and Florida fans want this game. But they're not, like, rivals of each other. This is kind of like that that lingering irk week that we had yep. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it will irk whatever fan base loses this game. And, and Brian Kelly going to the Swamp, which should be fun. Oh, God. I It's just going to be so weird. And I believe Joe Tess is calling this. I believe so. So, so. The last time Joe Tess called an LSU game was the Florida State LSU game this year, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, prepare for some weird, weird shit. Uh, two other quick games to run through. We have Air Force versus UNLV in Vegas, 9.30 p.m. on CBS Sports, which means we get the CBS Sports theme over, cut over Vegas shots. And I just realized that because UConn and no, it's not who what's, what's the one on what's the one on CBS Sports is the weird one. It's UConn and FIU, right? No, that's on, on Friday. No, UTSA, uh, UTSA FIU, right? That's on Friday. Yeah, UTSA FIU, great. But we'll still get the CBS Sports theme over over oh. FIU. Which, oh God, God yes. in my veins. Yeah. Uh, the other one is a one in five versus one in five Maction, eleven a.m. eleven a.m. on ESPN Plus, Central Michigan and Akron. This is for some reason is like the week that none of the Mac schools are playing the rivalry trophies. Like I kept trying to look for like the rivalry trophies in the Mac in Mac and none of them are this week. So it was just nope. sort of a, they're playing teams. We don't know yet what our sickos game of the week is going to be. We're still sort of reading the tea leaves. I got the tarot cards out. 
flipping things over. I'm working on that. We're divining the truth using the ways we do that. I, so, I think right now, like I'm looking at like the Sickos games uh, of the week. We have like Cal in Colorado, uh, Miami, Virginia Tech, LSU, Florida, um, New Mexico, New Mexico State, Nevada, yeah. Hawaii, uh, NC State in Syracuse. We have, I, I mean, honestly, there's, I don't know. I need to sleep on it because yeah. I, I mean, I'm we have, there's a lot of like interesting games, but like not one or two are calling out to us. I want to bring to you guys two one v two games that I've that are happening this week. FCS one v two. One North Dakota State is hosting number two South Dakota State for the Dakota Marker Trophy. This is a huge game. Obviously, this is our hundred and third meeting. North Dakota State leads the series. 63, 44, and 5. South Dakota State has on a winning streak of the last two, though. This usually decides the Missouri Valley Conference, and they play for the Dakota Marker Trophy, which is literally a like an old-school state borderline marker that weighs 75 pounds. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, I would also like to take this moment to plug for a tweet from No Context College Football that shows uh, offensive tackle Cody Mouch number 70 for North Dakota State because he has a glorious mane of red hair. He's beautiful. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And he looks yeah. a little bit like obnoxiously pit boyfriend uh, who is also ginger and also has a glorious mane. Uh, so I am very much here for North Dakota. I'm always rooting for North Dakota State anyway, mm-hmm. but very much here for that. We also have another 1v2 in D2. We have Ferris State, who I believe is ranked number one currently, facing off against Grand Valley State. Actually, I'm going to check that because I will get yelled at by our Grand Valley State fans. Ooh. Please direct all complaints to at Big Game Boomer. Exactly right. right. That is at, at Big, Big Game, Game Boomer. Boomer. Mm-hmm. At Big Game he loves Boomer. Talk, he loves talking D2 football, so absolutely. Hit him. Absolutely. How dare you? How dare you get this Anchor Bone classic wrong? Yeah, the Anchor Bone, the anchor bone classic. So it's the Ferris State Bulldogs versus the Grand Valley State Lakers. Yes. Which, Sorry. So Ferris State is ranked first. Grand Valley State is ranked second currently. Yes. They're both right. in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. Ferris State hockey team is pretty good from what yes, I remember. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So they, they, I, I'm, they play D1 hockey. They play like, I'm they, partial like, here. I'm going to say that I'm kind of biased because I have a Grand Valley State home field shirt. There you so go. So I have the Lakers home field shirt. I apologize to the Ferris State followers. Um, I love my Grand Valley State Lakers, which is funny. I'm in like, you know, Central Texas, South Central Texas, whatever. And I'm wearing a Grand Valley State and they're like, you're a Lakers fan. And I'm like, but I root for the Spurs. I'm like, no, no, this is Grand Valley State. Not those Lakers. These are the ones up in Michigan. (laughs) Uh, and, and I'm going to wear the beaver one. Smart, you're talking about beavers. That's the important thing. We're talking about beavers. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Hey, pit girl, tell me about pumpkins. Record pumpkins, record pumpkins. It is pumpkin season. Um, I am in an area where the leaves are starting to turn as well. Happy fall. Um, And entirely tangentially, we as the committee are very interested in in very large pumpkins. Uh, Yeah, we are. So I'm going to throw it over to the commissioner. commissioner. So like you have the fall action going on. Um, For some odd reason, this came across my timeline. So in this situation, I've delved in the world of of growing record-sized pumpkins right now, which is ridiculous. So on October 5th, there was a pumpkin in New York State that set the North American record 
of a 2,554-pound pumpkin. And this happened in Clarence, New York, at this New York pumpkin festival. Okay. Six days later, a pumpkin from Minnesota breaks the record, the North American record, of 2,560 pounds. So by six pounds, breaks it six days later. So like almost a pound a day. It's beautiful. So there was this guy. His name is Travis. It looks like Ginger, but I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, of Oh, God. I cannot say this Minnesota town. Call Anoka, Anoka, yeah. Minnesota, Anoka, that feels right. Minnesota. It sounds right. He set the record and he won an annual pumpkin weighing contest in Northern California. So this guy was from Minnesota and he brought a pumpkin to Northern California. So How he drove tow it. He drove the pumpkin for thirty-five hours <laughs> to see if his hard work had paid off at the 49th World Championship pumpkin way off in half moon bay south of san francisco so he bought a seed that grew his earlier prize winning pumpkin from 2020 for 80 dollars, and then this one now he's going to be selling the seeds for 175 dollars, according to world-class gardening so apparently there's a there's a, a magazine for this the giant pumpkins produce about 800 seeds each according to the new york new york botanical garden so he just set the North American record for the heaviest pumpkin ever, and he had to drive it 35 hours. So this guy drove from Minnesota to California with a pumpkin in tow. How big are the Okay, so in my mind, I know that factually the seeds are probably the same size as like normal seeds. But in my mind, they're like dinosaur eggs. They're like <laughs> they're like they're like giant seeds. So that I follow a guy on TikTok that was growing a giant pumpkin mm-hmm. also. And the thing that's like extra wild about this is the way that they do it. Because it's like a, it's, you know, like a pumpkin vine, like one that you see in the yeah. pumpkin patch, yeah. whatever. But what they do is they go through and they prune all of the pumpkin flowers except for one. So then you just grow one plant off of like an entire acre of, of like one pumpkin off of like an entire acre of vine. And so there's just like, you have this all this whole field of leaves that are feeding this one massive pumpkin because you need all of that energy to grow the pumpkin, yeah. right? It's absolutely bonkers. Also, I did the math on like how much money this guy will make if he's su- selling single seeds for $175 a pop. That is $140,000 pumpkin, not including whatever the prize for having the heaviest pumpkin is. So okay. like, so this is... get it. Okay. Good so- to know. So if I, I'm going to retire and, and get a pumpkin farm and then just mm-hmm. go all in and growing pumpkins and hopefully I can win it. And, and I mean, this seems a little bit more lucrative than like horse racing. I mean, you can, horse racing is <laughs> tough. It's, you got to like feed it, but you could just cut the vines and try to go for a giant pumpkin. Now, lower startup costs, lower yeah, startup this was costs, like way lower startup, yeah. well, you need land for the pumpkin and you need to get like a farm somewhere, but. I, I still can't believe he drove 35 hours. Like, I mean, he had to be able to drive to New York much closer than driving to like Half Moon Bay in California for this. this is just. But people in the pumpkin world know that the New York contest isn't the contest to go to. No. If you want if you got the big pumpkin, you got to go to California, baby. You got to go. Got to go. That's right. Got to go. You get that New York contest is for grandmas and their pies. The California That's... contest. That's it's, where it's, men take pumpkins. Okay? That's a legit. That's a legit. So now pumpkins the, for men. The, 
Pumpkins for men. That's right. So, like, I was reading the article. Like, they decorate the pumpkin, and they like drag it around like a, like a jack o' like lantern. Yeah, like they 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 drag it around for like the parade. There's like a parade and stuff. It's ridiculous. They like they decorate the pumpkin. It's incredible. So, like, like, like Achilles dragging the corpse of Paris behind him I, around the walls of Troy, just dragging this giant ass pumpkin behind you. God. So it, you know, again, like the record in North America now was set today, essentially, as we're recording this. So 2,560 pounds, uh, North American record. Now, this is not the world record, not the Guinness Book world record. The world record was last year in 2021. It was an Italian farmer. So Italy grew one for 2,702 pounds, and then add the 13.9 ounces to that. So almost 2,703 pounds in the situation. Just, they were ahead it. of the game. They're ahead of the game. I, 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 I put the picture. Finds a way. I put, finds that's right. <laughs> I put the picture of the Italians celebrating their giant pumpkin last year. They're like screaming. They're celebrating. There's a thumbs up. It's, it's amazing. The farmer said that he wasn't looking at the scale when it happened. And then he said that, like some of his friends turned him around when he saw it. So you see like the, the weigh in it's like uh 1226 kilograms. And then the, the best thing that I see in the back of this picture uh, against the wall, there's like a, a divider. It says Agra Italia. Mama mia. Hey. We got the biggest pumpkin. We got the biggest pumpkin in the world. So the 2,702 pounds, I'm just going to give you some, some weight references here in this situation. So the fifth lightest vehicle in the world, uh, in this case, is a, a Nissan Versa. It is 2,650 pounds. So if you ever see like those Nissan Versas like driving yeah. on the interstate or on the road next to you, this pumpkin is bigger than that. That's how big yes. it is. Yes. And this pumpkin think- th- This pumpkin is a like vintage air-cooled Volkswagen Beetle and a half. Well, I guess we know what we're doing when we get, our, when we get a little bit of land and we start the Sickos Commune. The Sickos Committee Farm. We're are you guys are growing. You, are you guys growing food for yourselves? No, no, no. The whole no. field. It's for one pumpkin. Straight pumpkins, homie. No, what pumpkins? Pumpkin. Pump, we pumpkin. only do single one. Pumpkin. Single one pumpkin. Single pumpkin. Pumpkin Highlander. There can only it's, be one. There can only be one giant pumpkin. It's, and it, we in will. My mind, in my mind, it's <laughs> like plugging in forty extension cords for one light bulb. Like just a field of extension cords. What does that all do? Oh, it runs the one light in the middle. It's that one fluorescent yeah. bulb. It's a it's real like fucking the, bright bulb, though. It's like the National Lampoons where he plugs in all those things together. Mm-hmm. And we're just combining all the vines and then just lights up the house that just shines from space. Yeah, that's basically what it is. So whenever, you know, we, we start selling merchandise and, and things of that nature, we're just going to go away and, and try to get a sickos commune and, and definitely just try to grow one giant pumpkin um, we'll, we'll eat pumpkin pie, drink pumpkin spice coffee, just nothing but pumpkins. That's what we're going to live off of. It can't be tasty though, right? Like it can't be tasty. It is like, things like that. Pumpkin. There's no way it can be tasty. It's not a I, pie pumpkin. No, it's, it's not necessarily a pie pumpkin, but maybe we can make some pumpkin empanadas for breakfast or something okay. like that. Oh my God. Like I just saw this and I was like, I had to delve into this world and he's selling seeds 
just a single seed. Like uh, you can eat like those David pumpkin seeds. You get like a bag of those for like nine. I was just thinking like the most, the most luxurious rich asshole thing you could do is buy a bag of these pumpkin seeds and roast them and just like, just Wait, chew on them. Jeff Add Bezos. Popping to that like stupidly expensive ice cream sundae at that one place mm-hmm. in New York. Yep. Yeah. Giant pumpkin seeds. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are just buying these pumpkin seeds to just eat them and flaunt them in our face. <laughs> uh, Pick girl, you got anything else? I, I I'm I will be thinking about pumpkins for the next week. That's uh, right. Since it's my week it's and Halloween. I have nothing else to think about. That's right. You'll think about Izzy eating pumpkins. Yes. And Kam- growing pumpkins. Kamish, what you got? Anything else? No, I, I really at this point I wanted to talk about these pumpkins, which is, is great. Uh, this week is going to be weird. You know, it's a lot of fun for us because like there's normally a game that calls to us. There's normally that something that points to us. But this week it doesn't happen. There's nothing that is like immediately pointing like pick me, pick me for the sickos game of the week. Right. I like having to sleep on it, and then normally I, I wake up like a, a week or two, uh, a day or two later, not a week. Jesus. <laughs> a week or two later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. I am not sleeping. At, God, my toddler would not let me sleep that long at ever, ever. Uh, but I think I if you up, actually got to sleep, you would sleep for two weeks. Like when these weeks happen when we have to put it to a vote. I think the one that we had to put to a vote last time was, it was an Iowa game, right? Iowa, Nevada. Mm -hmm. There was like a weather delay for like four hours. So we may, we may poll everybody. You may not be happy with the four choices, but we may do it again. Cause honestly, I don't know. And there's not necessarily in our discord, there's not a lot of agreement. Uh, on the Sickos Game of the Week. So, again, we appreciate you for listening to this. Thank you for indulging our pumpkin talk. Uh, I will definitely have some pumpkin pie later. And I wish you a happy yes, ha, ha, yes. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll we'll, we'll, uh, definitely follow up with you after this one. We'll see you guys after week seven. We'll record Sunday night, and we'll see you guys probably Monday afternoon or Tuesday. Too many Mai Tais. Good God. Too many Mai Tais. Good night, guys.